0: There is a full-on campfire going We're in the RV park. Welcome to the Mindset is Art podcast. I'm your mindset coach, CJ Lee, And what do you think? Is music for the player, the musician, or is it for the listener, the audience? I'm going to play you a quick clip here that I saw recently, which is stuck in my mind for a handful of reasons. I talk a lot of crap about TikTok and Instagram and all that, but I also do find some gold on there. That's where this one's coming from. So there's an auditorium full of people. I believe it was from a jazz concert. And the conductors opened up the floor to questions. And somebody from the audience asks this thought-provoking question. Here, let's let's just roll it. Do you think jazz music is more for the player or for the listener? Music is always for the listener. But the first listener is the player. Ah, people go crazy for that one. The music is always for the listener, but the first listener is the player. So I think this quote is a great metaphor, not only as it relates to music, but as it relates to business, to art, to relationships, and all in between. Who do you do what you do for? Let me say that again Who do you do what you do for? It's kind of fun to say. We're all playing in front of an audience, everything we do in life affects others. So is your life for you or for the people that you affect? Well, just like the conductor said, your life is always about the people you affect, but the first person you affect is you. So make sure that you're playing the music that you love because the passion comes through the music and being in touch and playing with that passion always gives the most value to the audience. So it's actually essential that you do not neglect yourself in this process. If you want to play the sweetest music in life for the other people in your life, and have the best effect on that audience, you got to remember that you are the first listener. You are the first experiencer of your own life. I think a great example of this in the true artistic musician fashion is Tash Sultana. She's an Australian musician who can play just about any instrument you put in front of her, but it's not her skill that is enthralling. It's the way that she plays with her whole heart and soul. It's the perfect example of someone who's playing knowing that they are the first listener. If you want to see this clearly on display, go watch the NPR Tiny Desk concert on YouTube, or really any of her videos, but that one really hits this point well. You can see she is receiving so much joy and release from the music she's making. Even if this isn't your favorite genre of music, it's incredibly moving to watch and listen to. Music is just so much more authentic when you can see the person is having a personal experience with the music that they're making. It's not like they're playing the music for other people's ears. They're not judging the quality of the music based on how they're perceiving the others perceiving their sound. They're not checking, oh hey, did you like this? Oh, did you like that? Did you like this thing? Oh, should I change it a little bit? Is this better? Is that how you want it done? No. It's their music. They play it in a way that's true to them. Even in that Tiny Desk concert, Tosh says she's, she's actually apologetically unapologetic. She's like, I'm really sorry that you have to hear this song all the time, but it's just something I have to do. This next song is called Notion, and I wrote this when I was having a really difficult time with myself and someone else. And um, I'm really sorry that you have to hear this song all the time, but... It's just what I have to do. It's called Notion. You're a true expression of who you are, and you're not looking for others' validation of your life or your art or your business. That's when you are authentically living your life in a place of truth. And not only does that feel good to the player, that's when we sound our best to the audience as well. And there's no question that this is more difficult for somebody who has maybe a high level of responsibility in their life to other people. I was actually just talking to one of my good friends and he just had a baby six months ago. he's like, man, I don't remember the last time I did something for me. If you have a lot of people relying on you, such as somebody who has kids or someone who's running a big company, it can be more difficult to feel like you're doing what's true to you. So while circumstance can make this feel a little bit more difficult, I don't think it makes this concept any less important. The truth is, now maybe you're just playing for a larger audience, a more captive audience, so it's still just as important as ever to play the music that's true to you. It's kind of like before you take off on a commercial flight. The flight attendant tells you, in case there's a loss of cabin pressure, yellow oxygen masks will deploy from the ceiling compartment located above you. Please make sure to secure your own mask before assisting others. So when I was training for my pilot's license, I learned that above 12,500 feet and below 14,000 feet, if you were there for more than 30 minutes, you need oxygen. If you go above that 14,000 foot threshold, you need oxygen right away. And guess what? At thirty-five to 40,000 feet, where a lot of commercial flights are, you've got about 30 seconds. And if you don't help yourself first, you will pass the fuck out. And then, guess what? You're now useless to those around you. Can actually be a hindrance. So if you're here trying to help other people before you help yourself, you might be just causing more of a problem. So please make sure to secure your own mask before assisting others. Sometimes we want to help other people first, but we forget that we can only help if we're conscious enough to help. Oprah was doing an interview with Ayana Van Zant. They were talking about selfishness versus selflessness, and Mrs. Van Zant says it's not selfish; it's selfful to be first. To be as good as possible to you, to take care of you, to keep you whole and healthy. That doesn't mean you disregard everything and everyone, but you want to come with your cup full. My cup runneth over. What comes out of my cup is for you all. What's in my cup is mine, but I've got to keep my cup full. So the ultimate goal is to play the song that is true to you and lights you up in a way that also benefits the world. And there's a gentle balance of that. Ultimately, you are the first listener your song does wiggle through the ears of others and ping on their hearts so make sure that you sing your song wisely and live your individuality in a way that does good by others that's why I think this metaphor is so perfect because it's recognizing that there's a very intimate connection between you and your audience it's not just you it's not just them but you are experiencing you first It's kind of just like the concept of entrainment that we covered in the three questions to build rapport podcast. Everything in nature is vibrating energy at the molecular level, and all things seek to harmonize with things around it. The more your cup is full and the happier that you are, that is the energy that you are resonating to your audience, to the people you impact, to the people around you in your life. Another great example of this is the movie Alpinist. I just re watched it knowing I was going to make this podcast. This is sort of an extreme example of this, of somebody who really goes off the deep end of just living so true to themselves. It's a free-spirited 23-year-old. He's making some of the boldest solo ascents in history. Maybe you've watched Free Solo before with Alex Honnold. That one's a really popular Netflix one. It kind of blew up however many years ago. This is sort of the sequel to that, in my opinion, and I think it's even better. They start off by interviewing Alex Honnold who anybody who watched the Netflix series was like, this dude's the most badass climber ever. They ask, Alex, who inspires you? And he says, Marc-Andre Leclerc. like, this guy blows my mind. Because Alex climbs on rock. This guy is free climbing up ice, snow, rock, and switching in between all of them. So they start following Mark around. He has very little interest in any of the attention. He doesn't even have a phone, so they have a super hard time keeping up with him. They bought him a phone so they could find out where he was and have him check in when he was going to do a sense. But you could tell right from the beginning, he didn't really care about all the PR. He was climbing because he loved to climb. He was so passionate about the art itself. He was the first listener, the second listener, the third listener, the fourth listener. He did it because it filled his heart. And watching this, you can't help but fall in love with the kid for his infectious enjoyment of climbing and just life in general. So like I said, they bought him this phone and they start doing the shoots and all of a sudden he just goes off the grid. They can't get a hold of him for months. And they see these news articles of him climbing these massive mountains. And they're like, what the hell is going on here? Why isn't he checking and telling us that he's doing this? Finally, they get him on the phone. They catch up with him and they're like, man, what's going on? Like, why, you know, you're not interested in this? What's the deal? And he said this. He said, it wouldn't be a solo to me if somebody was there. It's just a completely different experience if somebody comes with you. Even if they don't help you. It would just wouldn't even be remotely close to the adventure that I was looking for. The only way I was interested was doing it fully by myself. It's beautiful to see people out there who are doing really cool stuff that could make them incredibly famous like this movie did, but they don't care. They're not doing it for that reason. They're doing it because they genuinely love it. And a little spoiler alert here. If you're planning on going on watching this movie, cover your ears, fast forward about 20 seconds, whatever you got to do. It's a little obvious as the movie goes on anyways, but it has a sad ending. And I'll just leave you there. And for some people that might taint the story ever so slightly, especially as it relates to our topic. They might say, well, is it really worth it? And I can't answer that question for you. But to that, I would give you the words of Alan Watts, who says, better to live a short life doing what you love than a long life lived in a miserable way. If you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is, to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. And the tool of the day, the simple one, you are making the music that is your life. And do you feel like you're doing it in a way that recognizes you as the first listener, knowing that you're playing for an audience, but really knowing that you are the first listener? A little honest reflection that's what we're working with today. Bada boom, bada bang. It would mean the world to me if you wanted to leave a rating review or share this with somebody that you thought might find value. More than anything, I appreciate you being here. For more info on coaching, the book launch, and other mindset motivation, head on over to cjleady.com. This is the Mindset is our podcast. and Thanks for going MI with me today.